0: welcome back we're here with season four of the mighty sports podcast i'm your host Tom taylor and i've been conversing with the mad podcaster and quite frankly he's very mad we're going to try to find out why, so we'll take some questions from one of our live Twitter followers. Yes, ma'am, please state your name and where you're from. Hi, my name is Felicia, and I'm from Hialeah, and I just understand why you so mad. Like, what are you so mad about? Yo, first of all, first of all, you can't be asking me no questions, you know what I'm saying? Yo, yo, who the fuck is you? You uh, know what I mean? Me, like, podcast, yeah, you can't be asking podcast. me no questions. Yo, I'ma tell you why I'm at. I'ma I'm, 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 I'm tell you why I'm at. Like, like they, like they, these hosts out there, they in these million dollar studios, they dropping hot takes, you know what I mean? They got tea, they got all that shit, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, language. I'm still living with my moms. I'm making podcasts. I ain't made no money yet. This is my fourth season, yo. This is my fourth season and I ain't made a dime yet. This dude dropped one take, he make wild shows. That cold pizza show, it was cool. It was I. Right. I mean, I got more John Blaze than that. I mean, I got John Blaze taste, and, and they're not even recognizing it. they not even recognizing it. And fuck is that, yo? Yo, who is you to be asking me any question, Yo, who is you? I gots to talk. I gots to tell how I feel. I gots to talk about sports how I see it. Oh, yeah. This was out to you. This was out to you. And you. Oh, yeah. And you. Without you, out oh. you, you, This you, out you, you, This you, out for you, you, for you. 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 Go you. Evening! And welcome back to another edition of the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only, Dalton Omar Adela. It is another beautiful day down here in South Florida. It is September 26th, believe it or not. It is three days removed from the 19th year anniversary from when I initially joined the military. It is about 82 degrees down here. And I'm telling you, I am not complaining whatsoever. We got a lot of sports to talk about. We got a lot of sports to talk about. But you know what I say. Regardless of the time and regardless of the weather, it's always, you know what I say? It's always. Let's try that again. Let's try that again. Regardless of the time and regardless of the weather. Take that, take that, take that. They are who we thought they were. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. Always a good time to talk some sports. So let's start talking. Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic. We got a we got a full bowl to talk for you guys. We got a full bowl. Like like seriously. Serious football. I mean, listen, man. Like, the Browns win the Super Bowl. Tiger goes. Tiger. I mean, I mean, we talking about Taker versus Undertaker. The next, like, Jimmy's on the move. We don't care about all of that. This, we want that we go. To, we gonna, we gonna hop right into it because whew, I hope you guys can bear with me because the way we gonna start this one first of all, first of all. First things first. The G- the Browns win. Yes, the Cleveland Browns win their first game. All of the little bars around Cleveland that had these little coolers of Bud Light in it. They got to open it up in celebratory fashion as they all celebrated a victory over my New York Jets. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Now that we got that portion out of the way, let's let me tell you how I really feel. Like, let me tell you how I really, really, really feel about this, right? Because beats production. let's let me, let's 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 get things let's same thing honest. Let's, let's get this honest, right? I'm not surprised that the Jets have started out their first three games one and one and two. I'm not surprised that the Jets are gonna f- start their first three games one and four. If you would have asked any any any, blo- any cold-blooded, you know, warm-blooded, you know, Jets fan, who was gonna win? How many games did they expected to win after their first four games? And they all would have told you at least one. We would have been been lucky to at least come with one victory. One. At least one. We're hoping that... Listen, as bad as we could... And listen, this is because that Jets fans knew that we were going to be bad this season. You understand? Jets fans knew that we were going to have a problem. You understand? We weren't good last year. We weren't that good last year. The only thing we did this year was add some wide receiver potential and get a rookie quarterback. That's all we did. Let's not get it twisted. For the, for the most part, all the defense is back. The same guys that were giving up yards last year, you know what I mean having people running rush all over the same people that, that, that are back this year. The only thing that's different is that we got a rookie quarterback. So when you hear me come on, come on, come on the airway today, which I realized a little bit of technical difficulty, that for some odd reason, and I think that's Natalie, who may have just popped up on the website, that the live player isn't on the website right now, All right? So, but well, let's get back to this, right? When you hear me here upset that the New York Jets have just lost to the Cleveland Browns, I'm not upset that. The Jets are 1-2. and I'm not upset that the Jets are going to be 1-3. and I'm not upset that the Jets look just as anemic as they did last year. I'm not upset about none of that. Let me tell you where we get a little bit teed off at. Let me let you know where where the emotions start to fly at. Because these are the things that are going to keep us up at night as Jets fans. it is these kind of losses it is let me let me explain to you how this loss looks right when the jets come into the season and all we've done is add a rookie quarterback which means that all we've done is add a new layer of hope to the team not more talent not, 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 not another impact player, suppose, you know, a immediate impact player. We added a new line of hope. But when you go there with your new hope, and for the very first game of the season, you beat a team in the Detroit Lions who, if you ask anybody else before that game, this is one of those games the Jets would sort have of lost. This is one of those games that the Jets were supposed to lose. So now if you come into the come into the season expecting to be one and four in these first four games and ho 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 ho. Ho 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 ho, you see the kind of whooping they put on the Detroit Lions, you say to yourself <laughs> you, you, you understand, you get that level of excitement to you. And this is what happens to all of the Jets fans. We got that level of excitement to us. And maybe that was our downfall. But, like I said, we beat the Detroit Lions. So now the first game out of our first four is out of the, is out of the way. The next game they play the D, the the Miami Dolphins, and how, however you think about the Miami Dolphins versus the Jets? We understand this is a rivalry game. This this is a this is an AFC you know Atlantic Division. Game. You understand this is this is one of those games that anything can happen. You know it doesn't matter who's better, who has home who has home field advantage. None of that stuff. None of that stuff matters when it comes to actually winning games with rivalry teams. So you said to yourself, you know what, self, we're not gonna pay too much attention to this game, right? It's a rivalry game. Dolphins came into New York. They spanked us. Dolphins coming to New York most time, majority of the times, they spank. It's like how the Jets generally come down to Miami and spank them. Like we understand that there was something going on bigger than football there. Even though Dolphins look impressive, even though we we come to the realization that yeah, the Dolphins have a bunch of speedy guys that can come out there do a lot of damage and basically catch the ball in a very short field and use their speed to chunk up a lot of yards. That's what we realized about the Miami Dolphins, but we chalked it up to rivalry. So now, you beat the Detroit Lions. You have a fluke game against the Dolphins. And then... Now comes the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns, who haven't won a game in over 635 days. The Cleveland Browns haven't won a game 635 days. And I don't care what this score looked like. This game wasn't as close as, as, as it seemed. And this game was 17-21, and it didn't feel like it was ever really that close. And you know what? Now that, that I've vented, right? Now that I think I've fully vented, let's go ahead and give Cleveland all of the kudos they deserve, right? Because they may have just won their Super Bowl by winning their first game in 635 days. The New York Jets lost, and and this is where the problem lies. The New York Jets lost to a team that had no clue how to win, and they also did it with their rookie quarterback. Yes! So, you can take this one of the two ways, right? Just like how I said the Jets came out there and they had a new brand of hope with their rookie quarterback in that first game. I think this may have happened with Cleveland, but it doesn't leave me from the fact that the Jets lost to them. And they didn't just lose to them. They lost to them in the second half. You understand? You understand? The Cleveland Browns didn't just pull off a victory against the Jets they pulled off a 20 they pulled off a 17 point comeback deficit to win this game 21 to 17 and it was all it was all their new quarterback. It was all coming up after our first commercial break from our first sponsor. So when we come back, yeah, we go, we go, we go, we gonna go talk about this last week in the NFL, and as you can already hear, we go start with this Jets and Cleveland game. When we come back, Mighty Sports Podcast at MITSports.net. That's MYTSports.net. I'm your host, Dallas Thoma Taylor. You ready to start drinking? You ready to start dancing? You ready to start your weekend off like a boss? Then say no more. Give yourself the world treatment by partying with DJ Scepter. Wednesday. 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 Bar Louis in Boynton, west of 95, off Gateway in Congress. Thursday. 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 Lucky's in downtown Fort Lauderdale. Right. 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 So nice, we had to go there twice. Capone's in downtown Fort Lauderdale. And that's not it from your Miami Heat DJ. Weapons, well, birthdays weddings, bar mitzvahs, corporate parties, or professional sporting events, DJ Scepter puts a royal touch on everything. And for reservations, just go to bookings at DJSEPTA.com. That is B-O-O-K-I-N-G-S at DJSEPTA.com. The ultimate in adult
1: entertainment has arrived, and the place to experience it is at the all-new and improved, The Body Club. The Body Club. Formerly Club Secrets at 11340 Biscayne Boulevard. Seven days a week, we keep it popping. Like Make It Count Monday.
0: You ready to start drinking? You ready to start dancing? You ready to start your weekend off like a boss? Then say no more. Give yourself the world treatment by partying with DJ Septon. Wednesday. Wednesday, Bard Louie in Boynton, west of 95, off Gateway and Congress. Thursday. Thursday. Luckies in downtown Fort Lauderdale. Friday. Friday. So nice, we had to go there twice. Capone's in downtown Fort Lauderdale. And that's not it from your Miami Heat DJ. Whether it's birthdays, weddings, bar mitzvahs, corporate parties, or professional sporting events, DJ Scepter puts a world touch on everything. And for reservations, just go to bookings at DJSEPTA.com, That is B O O K I N G S at djcepter.com. B-O-O-K-I-N-G-S at DJ dot com. Dot com. That is V-O-O-K-I-N-G-S at DJ dot com. And we are back on the Mighty Sports Podcast. Still your host, Alan Thoma Taylor. You are still listening to Mighty Sports.net. We understand right now if you're still listening, you may be having and a few complications. Oh, if you're trying to catch it, you know what? Back. The Mighty Sports Podcast. Still your host, Alan Taylor. You may not even be there. You know what? As of right now, right I'm not now quite sure how you're listening, you but I appreciate you that. trying to find maybe a way you. to. Okay. <coughs> Listen, I understand if you were trying to listen to this podcast Actually let me just put it out officially If you were trying to listen to this Maybe podcast live on the air I realized there may have been a, there may have been an issue right now, with the live player sure So actually believe it or not we, are, you we have way some way people working on it And, and yeah. hopefully it will be Is up, up for the second half of the show So if if you are listening As you're listening to the, the, the so, playback If, play if, 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 play if play you catch it the second half I do appreciate it we will touch this back a little bit off So let's get back in here And start recapping about week three of the NFL Because week three of the NFL Brought to us a whole lot of heart like a whole lot of turmoil so, and a whole lot of let's get back in here w recapping about tf the NFL what are you thinking what were you NFL talking about like did you even lot lot understand whole, like so, what you were looking at what you were what you were giving to the people and i understand you know what oh that isn't quite my fault i mean some people let me down a lot of people let me down and, and the number one person to let me down were, to, to be honest with you was my jets and I understand, you know what? Oh, that isn't quite my fault. I mean, Jets were the very first team let and, and to, and let to let me down in this playoff. I mean this week. And and, and you guys know. Like you guys know, like and it's, it's one of those just it's just a what tough what thing to swallow. When as you've heard me say, as you heard me continue to say. I mean when and and you guys know. A team It's it's a tough thing to swallow. That has not won a game and 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 in that has when not 600 you heard me say, and 30 something odd days comes out and beats your and team. You're a little distraught, a little bit more so when you're a Jets fan. Because, honestly, I think I said, Jets fans aren't completely delusional. We didn't come in here thinking that oh. Out you're a little that, a little bit more so when you're a Jets fan. We were 100 percent I, like going said, to win this game. No 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 no, 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 we no, 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 no. We didn't come in here thinking... That's not what we thought. A that, bit that. Bit I mean, more I'm more not going I mean, that is what we what we thought. Let me. I mean, going to win this game. No, 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 no. I mean, that is kind of exactly what we thought. That's not what we thought. We thought wholeheartedly we was gonna come in here. I'm not I mean, that is what we. And win this game, but that's only because. Like I said, we look so so good against Detroit. Miami, we brushed it off as. I'm not. I mean, that is what we and win this game. But that's only because, like I said, we look so as so good against Detroit. a game. Miami, we brushed it off as as something that happened because it's a, it's a rivalry. You know, we brushed it off as something that could be dismissed. As and apparently, it wasn't something that something should be that because easily dismissed. A, a rivalry. You know, we brushed it off as something that could be dismissed. And that's where our problem apparently lied. That's where it wasn't something that's that should be, be easily dismissed. That's where the fault was at. That's we where we we lost it. That's that that's even not even only Jets fans, 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 right? Not only that's, that way, that's where, where Jets fans lost it, but that's where the Jets players, we think, lost it too. By automatically assuming that, you know what? That we should be able to not only Jets fans, right, beat this team based of a off a simple fact that, By you know what, this team hasn't won in so you know freaking long that we that should we be able to, to find a way that to beat the right? Cleveland Browns. But instead, the I mean, Cleveland Browns came in there and said, you know what, a fact we're the Cleveland Browns. We have nothing. Won in so freaking long that, that we, we have nothing to lose, to and we're gonna come in there. and We're gonna play, and, and said, you know what? let's 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 give some credit but where credit was, was due. Let's give the, let's give the necessary credit across the board. The New York Jets started off this game pretty damn good. Let's not get it I mean, twisted, right? Okay, let's, let, me, let me stop with this woe is me, this woe is me, the older woe is me, right? The New York Jets started, started off this game pretty damn good. The New York Jets started off this game with a 17-0 lead, lead over, over the over the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, the New York the Jets better, played okay. so let's well let's that they literally knocked the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns out of the game. Tyrod Taylor was on the side going through concussion protocols trying to come back into this game. If you ask him at any other point in time, if that's a good that's a good game, if you're an opposing defense, yes, that's a good Good goddamn game! Side, if you're a Jets fan, you're like, yo, we're having a good game. If that was Tom Brady, Brady, you did it too. If that's Drew Brees, if that's Peyton Manning, if that's Cam Newton, if if that's Baker Mayfield, you understand? We don't. If it's all of those guys, you are happy. But it happens to Tyrod Taylor. If that's Cam Newton, if 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 that's Baker Mayfield, you understand? We don't. If it's all of those guys, you are happy. What happened there? If, if to Tyrod the, Taylor if, if, if What happened the, if, 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 there Is that if knocking it out Tyrod Taylor it feels, it feels, May have been what The one thing that if, Played if, if into Tyrod our, to our demise To be honest what with what what you there. If, 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 if Is that if, 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 knocking out because May have been Knocking out Tyrod Taylor Played into our demise To be honest with you Forced the Cleveland Browns to start Baker Mayfield. Knocking out Tyrod Taylor, out Tyrod Taylor like demise, made the Jets the have the to Browns prepare for somebody that you can Mayfield say they technically weren't knocking prepared out Tyrod for. Taylor, knocking out Tyrod Taylor, and, listen, the Cleveland Browns the did exactly what they were supposed to do. Just like what the New York Jets did a couple weeks ago, right? You can say well, the same exact thing the Cleveland Browns did today, or did on Thursday. Is and Is that they Listen, rolled the Cleveland wave Browns and exactly the energy of their Just rookie like they quarterback. A couple weeks ago, right? They played for him. They knew they could play for him. They wanted to play for him, and they went out there and they ball they for him. Baker exactly Mayfield came out there and made the plays that he was supposed to, Ran the, gave himself time like he was supposed to, changed up the whole dynamic of the game the way that he was supposed to. He Mayfield did his job. Like, seriously, the he was Baker supposed Mayfield 100% to like he was supposed to. did the his job of the, game, he to the way that he, was supposed, that he, was, supposed like he was supposed to. He did his job. Like, seriously, Baker Mayfield 100% did his job. What happened that he was is that the gestures couldn't keep up. And 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 listen, call it being a little bit gassed, right, that like I said, you just ch- the whole entire pace changes, the whole entire atmosphere changes, and why you like, yo, you know, you guys are professionals, you guys should know better, you guys should come out there and you should play a little bit and you should play better, you should give out, you should give out more. But sometimes you can't give out more, and sometimes these guys just catch on you on your heels, and that's exactly what happened. The Jets were caught on their heels. And the Jets lost to a team It has not been able. To find a way to win a game in over 635 and days. To find a way, Baker Mayfield came out there, went 17 for 23, in no touchdowns, no interceptions, all fire, days. all heart. Won a game 21 to 17 17 after his team was down 17 nothing. No touchdowns. Came in the second half. He did it in a half. half. That wasn't a full game. He did it in a half. Won a game. You know what? 21 to 7. Our quarterback did it in a full game. 15 for 31 and two interceptions. He did it in a half. That wasn't a full game. That's what they did. He did it in a half. Won a game. You know what? So, excuse me for being a little bit emotional. Pardon me for being. A little bit sensitive. Excuse me for being a little bit... kinky A little bit in my feelings. Because the Jets didn't do what they're supposed to do. I mean, listen. The only thing worse... Or the only thing as bad as I could possibly say... As being a Jets fan. And losing to Cleveland. At least you didn't have any expectations. At least your team isn't the team that... Everybody thinks... Is one play away from winning a Super Bowl, you understand? At least that's not us. At least you're not the Minnesota Vikings. And at least you didn't get trampled by the Buffalo Bills 27 to 26. Because that is a whole nother problem in itself. The Buffalo Bills didn't have LaShawn McCoy. The Buffalo Bills, and and you're going to hear me say this a lot today because this may be the theme of the day. The Buffalo Bills went out there and they started their rookie quarterback. And this kid, who's this one? Josh Rosen? There's so many of them. Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, Josh Barkley. (laughs) Literally hurled his way to a 27-6 victory over the Minnesota Vikings. And once again, as I'm going to tell you, same exact stats. 15 for 22. One touchdown. No interceptions. All heart. All fire because this' is what these rookie quarterbacks do for your team they, 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 they bring you they bring you hope they, they bring you hope, they, they bring you hope on, on, on a level that that you've never had hope before they make you think that they make you think that everything's okay they, they, make you, they, make, they give you all these all these sh- all these sunshines and rainbows and, 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 and rose petals and and that's what you think and the team comes out and they play hard, especially when you see your quarterback literally. Literally hurdle linebackers to get first downs. But he didn't just pass for a touchdown. This kid also ran for two touchdowns. The Buffalo Bills beat the Minnesota Vikings 27-26. And this is the second of many games that we got wrong this week. Listen, if you're following us this week on the Mighty Sports Picks, then... You would realize that we didn't do too well this week. As you can already see that our first two games that we've picked were losses. And it just kind of, this is going to be our theme of the beginning of the of the evening. So, prepare for a rocky start. Because some teams are going are gonna to surprise you. But we're going to go to our sponsors. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk some more sports. We're going to do it like we we always do it back at, like a sports fanatic. And we're going to finish up week three of the NFL week. We're going to do our week four picks right here live on the air. We haven't picked those games yet. That's the reason why you don't see them on the website, MightySports.net. And we're going to give you some fantasy football tips because we know how much you people love the tips. That and more when we come back. MightySports.net. Still your host, Dalin Tomatella. Let me put you on a game, being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then head to multivest video games and get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. The games cost money and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway. Multivest Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multivest has a wide variety of games in all next-gen systems in the PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and Xbox One series, as well as all your favorite old-school titles and systems, starting as early as Atari Nintendo to as current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. And yes, that does include all of the PlayStation, Nintendo systems, and Xboxes in between. They've been family-owned and operated for over 10 years, just off of the intersection of 183rd and 7th Avenue, in the Nurses Registry Plaza, that's directly located at 8:30 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gardens, Florida 33169. That's conveniently just five minutes from Sun Life Stadium, 790 the ticket, and oh no, let's not forget Tootsie's Adult Entertainment Center, Multi Best Games, where you save more so you can play more.
1: Find millions of textbooks and solutions on the go. Marvel at how seamlessly it fits into your daily student activities. Walking through the quad. Shopping for groceries. Exercising. Doing your laundry. Dominating at the county fair lashing down a black diamond, going for a sunset horseback ride, devouring Danielle Steele's latest page-turner, feeding the bears, catching flying babies, letting loose with the gang, intergalactic lightsaber battle, saving an adorable puppy from a burning building, or simply in the classroom. Find textbooks, read e-textbooks, and get guided solutions all in one place. Check improving the college experience however you decide to live it
0: and we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I uh, still so your host the one and only Talent Omar Taylor. And if you're still listening, if you're still listening here on MightySports.net, Sports.net, I really do appreciate you guys always listening. It's always one of those times if we gonna continue and it's talking about <clears throat> um, Week Three of the NFL. As you already heard, my rant and disappointment about the New York Jets. So if you have to, if you want to hear that, you have to catch back on the on the first half of the podcast. Like I said, a lot of games surprised me this week. A lot of games surprised me this week. As you're gonna tell, and listen, you can always tell by which game surprised me this week by, by my records, right? By when we do the Mighty Sports pick. If my record is a losing record, I'm surprised. <laughs> Let's just get that real simple. If I come in here and my record is seven and nine, I'm just surprised like a motherfucker. Like there's some teams that lost and I'm looking like, cause you understand, in all realistically, in all realistically, I really don't expect to have more than five losses in a, in a, in a, in a week. Anything more than that, I'm looking at like, okay, something happened, some things went wrong, like wow. And, and that's real, and, and that's and that's stretching it to say like, oh, I'm willing to accept five losses. That's eleven and four. Those are. Eleven and four. Twelve and four. Twelve and 4 That's Let's go twelve four. Twelve four sounds a little bit better. Right. So, as we come back, right, we take first as New York Jets versus Houston, and this game was going to be. Thing anyway, because on one side you had old quarterback with nice young talent with a bad offensive line and a young quarterback with nice young talent and a bad offensive line. Both teams have pretty good defense If you had to ask anybody who had the better defense, it probably would lead a little bit towards Houston. But if you had anybody ask anybody who had the better offense, they probably would lean a little bit towards the Giants. In this game, we picked the Giants, we picked the Houston, I don't know why I'm forgetting it. I, I keep kill the Houston Oilers. I know they're not the Houston Oilers, Houston Texans. We picked the Texans to beat the Giants. We were wrong, again. As a Giants won 27 for 22. Eli Manning was a very, very efficient 25 for 29 as he put up 297 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. And you ask, and you may ask, whoa, what just happened? How did the Giants put undo um, this to the Houston Texans? Who also put up 24 points? Who also put a, did a couple of fees. How did this happen? I'm gonna tell you. And if I if I would have known that this was gonna happen before I made my pick, I probably would have picked the Giants to be prosperous, prosper, to win my damn self. <laughs> they took out Eric Flowers. Yes 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 <laughs> exactly and I, I know what you think I, I, exactly they finally just said "Fuck it let's take out eric flowers and once they did that there was nobody for the defense to pinpoint like the, the, the J, 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 javani and Clowney couldn't pinpoint anybody j.j watt couldn't pinpoint but and granted j.j watt still came away with like three four sacks that game Eli Manning still got sacked like 3-4 times But you gotta figure with flowers in there with, with with that flower then a bee couldn't even stop You understand Okay couldn't stop a bee I should say That delicate little flower if You would've had him in there Eli Manning probably would've got sacked 9 times And granted Eli Manning went 25 for 29 And he was still passing the ball like he was seeing ghosts He was still passing the ball like he thought he didn't have the time But I put Houston up there with one of the better defenses because of the individuals that they have up front, JJ Watt, Javadian clowning. I could I couldn't tell you who they have in the back in their quarterbacks, couldn't tell you who they have in the back in their safeties, couldn't tell you who who I mean how their how their defensive line stacks up when it comes to getting pressure. But I know they have JJ Watt and and Clowning, and that's all I need to know. You got two guys that are supposed to be able to get to the quarterback well I'm I'm with with, 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 with the utmost prejudiced. So, I kind of expect them to do that, but they don't do that based off a simple thing. One simple thing. They take out flowers. And not only did they take out flowers, they also went to a two tight end set. Two tight end set. What is that, Talon? Oh my God, what is that, Talon? Oh my God, Talon, what is that? What that means is that a lot, two tight end sets, are uh, a lot more common than they generally sound. But but you cause usually all you ever really hear about is the one tight end that's doing all of the catching. That's all you ever hear about. You hear about the you hear about the Jimmy Graham's and you hear about the curl the Kelsey's and you hear about you, you understand? Like you hear about all these guys. The Antonio Gates. You don't hear about the other guy. That's in there not catching passes. That's just blocking. And just, and just, and just taking mushes to the face. And getting knocked on the ground. And, and eating dirt. That's getting punished. You ain't talking about that guy. Well, the Giants decided to not only utilize a two tight end set more. They also decided to utilize a two tight end set. Why not only for blocking purposes. But also when it came to packing, passing purposes. And I'm telling you, I like it. Because what that does, it takes a lot of pressure off of that kid Ingram. Because cause one thing he is definitely not, and that is not a blocking tight end. He is not meant for the rush. He is not meant to help protect the quarterback. He is not meant to help chip for the running back. He's not that guy. Just like what Jimmy Graham really wasn't ever for, for Drew Brees or whoever he started his career off with, if he's been to so many damn places it feels like now i saying he was more of like, hey, turnstile and let me start running. So the Giants find a way to come up with their first victory, as the Houston Texans still can't find a way to win a game for this season. And since we're talking about finding ways to win a game, yes, folks, so that's three straight. The Giants found a way to win their first game for the season. The Buffalo Bills found a way to win their first game of the season, and Cleveland Browns, found a way to acquire their first victory as well. (coughs) Excuse me. There's going to be a lot of firsts. There's going to be a surprising amount of firsts. You're going to be surprised of how many other teams that didn't win games this season that are going to come with their first victory. They still have Oakland out there. You understand? We still have the Arizona Cardinals out there. We still have the Seattle Seahawks out there and the Detroit Lions out there. We have all of those teams out there that still haven't won a game this season. And they're coming up with some formidable foes. The Oakland Raiders take on Miami. The Arizona Cardinals take on Chicago. Seattle takes on Dallas. And Detroit takes on New England. And all of those teams are trying to figure out how to get their first victory for the season. And I'm telling you, there's some shockers in there. There's a couple of shockers. We'll get to them. We're gonna definitely get to them. And oh, did I mention Pittsburgh was amongst that group too? It was five teams. Pittsburgh hadn't found a way to win a victory. They were in that same boat with Cleveland, where they were o one and one. The San Francisco. Now let's let's get to let's get to the, what we like to call the multi vest game of the week and. We can get a segment for this. We definitely have to get a segment for this. I don't know. Game of the week! Some retorted shit like that. Right? <laughs> so we can sound like a game show. But our game of the week. Right? Our game of the week. And I, this is going to continue to be our game of one um, one of our multi best games of the week. As you can really see a pattern here. Who, who's probably going to be one of the other ones? Is Kansas City versus San Francisco. Is basically Andy Reid and whoever he has as quarterback. And this time it has to be a really talented young kid by the name of Patrick Mahomes that can make every single throw against Jimmy G and San Francisco 49ers. And, can, and let's just start off this real fast. There was no G. There was there was no G. There was no G, there was just... There was just Jimmy, and you know what? That wasn't enough. Jimmy G got knocked out of that game. Jimmy G blew his ACL. and And the San Francisco 49ers, their hopes have now gone down the drain. And you have to wonder, you're San Francisco. What kind of year were you expecting to have? Was this a rebuild year? Was this a year of improvement and teaching? Was this a year that you was thinking about possibly making it into the playoffs? Because if that's the case, then New almost is sitting in a pretty good spot with Teddy Bridgewater. And then it makes you realize that the Jets could have been a little bit more patient when it came to getting rid of Teddy. Because there's some teams around the league that could use a quarterback right now. And maybe we could have got a little bit more than just a third-round pick. While we also gave away, what was that, a sixth, I think? So, yeah. Yeah. About that. We gave away a quarterback and a sixth round pick for a third round pick. And there's teams out there now that needs quarterbacks. I'm just saying, at best, we could at least just got the third round pick without having to give, give away the sixth. Maybe we could have got a third and a sixth and kept up. Devailing from what ifs. So the San Francisco 49ers lose their quarterback, Jimmy G, right, as, as he goes out injured against the game against Kansas City. And in this game against Kansas City, man, we get the same old, same old, right? But what we, but it's not the same old, same. We get the same old, same for Patrick Mahomes. As Patrick Mahomes go, um, produces 314 yards off of 24 attempts. I'm sorry, 24 completions off of 38 attempts. Three touchdowns, no interceptions once again folks, and it is someone new every single week that this team finds that becomes a producer. One week is Hill. Another week, it's, 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 God. I just forgot his name. But this week, this week, we have finally the tight end showing up. Travis Kelsey. His first name Travis? Could be. We don't know. But (laughs) we have Kelsey showing up, right? Eight catches, 114 yards. He produces for them. Big body. We're going to give him the... He gets one of those. I don't have a game on the back just to let you guys know for today. The Miami Dolphins have a regular game. Once again, for the second straight week, they don't play in a game that takes seven hours to complete. And in that game, Ryan Tannehill, their quarterback, comes away victorious again. Seventeen completions, twenty-three attempts, two hundred eighty nine yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. And we're gonna have to find a way to do a do a category for these for these quarterbacks. The same way how we only mention running backs and wide receivers really when they break hundred yards. We're gonna have to find a way to only mention quarterbacks if they break what do you guys say? What do you guys say? Just let you guys know. If you're listening on the website right now, mytsports.net, if you look on your bottom left-hand corner of your screen, you're you're going to find yourself a little bubble. That little bubble lets you communicate with me directly right here live on the show. If I see your message, and you know what? I just may answer your questions right here on the air. Back to Miami-Oakland. Ryan Tanner has basically is like 11-1 in his last 12 games. As they go ahead and they beat another Oakland team that looks lost, and I, and I told you here last week on the show, and I'll say it again, like Spider, spider 2 Banana Split is starting to sound more like a Tourette's than it is starting to sound like a brilliant offensive play to score touchdowns because I'm telling you, This isn't looking good for Oakland as they start off 0-3. And not only do they keep losing games, let's not forget that they lost their best defensive player who has single-handedly turned another team's defense into a top-five defense. Maybe not fantasy-wise, maybe not fantasy-wise, but top-five nonetheless. As we're going to talk about these top-five producers from this week, can't wait to get to that section. Philadelphia beats Andrew Luck and the Colts, as I'm not quite sure what the Colts are doing with Andrew Luck out there as they have him passing for 40 times. But not just the fact that they have him passing 40 times in a game. It's the fact that he passes for 40 times in a game and only produces 164 yards. I don't know what they're doing with Andrew Luck. I really do not understand what they are doing with Andrew Luck anymore. First, they don't get him an offensive line. They don't get him a defense, and now you have him passing forty times with twenty-five completion only producers. A hundred and sixty-four yards. And if you and and listen, just to let you know how 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 low that sounds, right? Let, let's let's run through this, right? Off of everybody here on this list today. We don't have too many people that have passed for more than 40 times in this game. Right? Drew Brees. Okay. Drew Brees is a bad example. (laughs) Matt Ryan (laughs) didn't. Um, Roethlisberger didn't. Tom Brady didn't. Matthew Stafford didn't. Why did I bring up all of these guys? Because all of these guys had just about... 25, okay, now let's bring up the guys with 25 completions. Eli Manning, 25 completions, 297 yards. Hmm, hmm, Aaron Rodgers, 27 completions, just two more than 25, right? 265 yards. Hmm, hmm, let's see here. Patrick Mahomes, 24 completions, 314 yards. hmm. Let's see. How about the guy you was playing against, Carson Wentz? 25 completions, 255 yards. What is the Indianapolis Colts doing with Andrew Luck? I I, I don't. Is this how they manage Peyton Manning? Is this how they manage Peyton Manning? Like, you guys tell me. You you guys tell me because I don't remember Peyton Manning going through this kind of issues when he was with Indianapolis Colts. And they made, if I'm not mistaken, a seamless transition. They booted Peyton Manning out the door. They got Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck has been there ever since, running for his life. Getting sacked, going out injured, getting sacked. Passing for 40 times a game, 25 completions, only making basically 150 yards. James Winston started to put up, you understand? I'm calling him James Winston. You understand. Andrew Luck is putting up James Winston numbers. Andrew Luck and James Winston. If it wasn't for the fact of where they were being drafted at, and I'm telling you, James Winston is a little bit more than Andrew Luck because at least Andrew Luck has proven to take a no a no nothing team to 10 victories and make it to the playoffs twice. Andrew Luck has at least done that. James Winston can't say that. James Winston doesn't have that on his resume. You know what's so on James Winston's resume? Everybody looks better with my receivers than me. Jacksonville beat Tennessee in a lackluster game. I'm sorry. We picked Jacksonville to beat Tennessee, but Tennessee beat Jacksonville in this lackluster game 9-6. Now, on the picks, on the webpage, we picked Cincinnati over Carolina, but if you heard the show last week, if you heard the show last week, then you know, then you know that that's not quite what happened it was just the fact that we put up our picks before we made them on the air so what that meant is that we didn't quite remember what we put up out there early in the day and we made the picks right here in the air And what we felt in our heart at that time was a little bit different than we put out there somewhere in the world. Specifically on MightySports.net. So we decided, we told you guys, hey, we're going to run with it. That's what we put, that's what we actually have officially up on the site. That's what we're going to have on the site. Even though what we have on wax is a little bit something different, this is what we have out there in the universe. We can't go back on that. But I told you, if you had to doubt me anywhere, it would be here in Carolina. So I'm hoping you doubted me. And for and this would have at least got you to at least 8-8. Eight and eight. I'm also hoping that you would have doubted me if the New York Jets and Cleveland at least got into 97 by now, just being a homer pink. And for a lot of you other New Yorkers, I hope you would have picked your Giants over Houston. Like, if you instead, so if you did all of those things, then you're sitting at 10-6 right now. Minimum. Now we still don't feel good about ourselves. You know what I said? Now I'm still feel a little bit better. So Philadelphia beats. Indian, Indianapolis 16 um 20 to 16. in one game that we got right. They told Tennessee beat Jacksonville 96. That's a game that we got wrong. Cincinnati end up beating Carolina. And, uh, losing to Carolina, I should say. And that's the game that we were a little bit iffy about. Listen, as the Red Rocket um, decided, to, as he's come back a little bit. Not quite sure exactly how you messed this game up, but they found a way to go down. Andy Dalton went 29 for 46, 352 yards, two touchdowns, and actually, this is exactly where he messed that. He threw four interceptions. Cam Newton was Cam Newton. 15 attempts, 20, 15 completions, 24 attempts. Two touchdowns, no interceptions. That's not the reason why Cam Newton and his team were successful. It's, the, it's because of Cam Newton um, single-handedly accounted for four touchdowns in this game. And that was two in the air and two with his very own feet. You know who else did that this weekend? You know who else rushed for two touchdowns? Buffalo's rookie quarterback, yeah, he did.
1: HipsTrueMentals.com.
0: <laughs> Buffalo's rookie quarterback came in there, and he rushed for two touchdowns. So when Josh Allen is in the same category as Cam Newton... Big up, big up. In this very first game, you got to give the the young brother some respect. The young baller some love. The other game, that I told you to doubt me on. Because it varied from what we put on in the universe. Was this Baltimore and Denver game. We just kind of felt that Baltimore had enough of what it was, was going to take. And what we learned here more than anything in Baltimore, right? What we learned here in Baltimore and what we hope... To stay true here in Baltimore is that they have a nice little running back that if he is <laughs> somebody's gonna stab me for this because just last week I may have just told him to get rid of this guy because he was he was a bum, but that's because I wasn't. That's because. They And when I say they, meaning, meaning the meaning, meaning the peop, the experts that I get my information from, they didn't make it seem like he was going to be the man continuing on his team. But I'm going to tell you what's something that we found out. And that is that not only is he the man, but, I mean, he was a little bit tired in week two. And he is projected to get the majority of the work goals. Now, now, listen. When, in week one, when you get six touches... And in week two, when you only get four touches, it kind of makes it hard for anybody to believe that you are going to be a positive producer in this league or for the season. But if you're going to get anywhere between 25 to 32 touches in this league, there's no way you're unsuccessful. You understand? 25 touches should give you at least 75 yards. At minimum, 75 yards. That's seven points for, for, for a running back think people are taking that at this point in time. And you get to touch that? You punch one in? You punch us one in. You just punch one in. That's 13 points. We're giving you a little bit of fantasy here. Just, just a tip before the tip. Just a tip before the tip. A tip before the tip. So Denver and Baltimore was an interesting game. Then a young man's name is Carson. Could be. Atlanta New Orleans, we picked New Orleans to win that game and this game wasn't wasn't exactly... Actually, this game was exactly what we thought it was going to be. This game was a shootout. this game had a lot of yards. This game had a lot of points. Did a lot of did a, hot, a, lot, fly, did a hot, lot of high flying. And he got more yardage, more attempts. As as you guys all know, right? As you guys all know, if you, if you are not aware, Drew Brees is officially the all-time leader in completions in the NFL. All-time. Pick up, pick up. Like 6,100 and, and counted, 6,100, like 15 plus more counted, and he put up an additional 39 this game. As listen, that's told you not too many times that you should be passing, you should be passing over 40 times in the game. But when your name is Drew Brees, and you're the all time leader and in, 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 in passing completions in the league, and you can pass for damn near 80% in the game, then yeah. You can pass for 49 times. Drew Brees passed 49 times in this game, made 39 completions. That was for 396 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. 129 yards of those yards went to, went to Thomas. Went to, their, went to their wide receiver, Mike Thomas. He also had 10 of those completions. So that was a quarter of the passes. They went directly to him. You know who had- but I, he didn't have the most though. He had the most yards? I'm sorry, he had the most yards, but he had the most catches. They're running back, Kamara had 15 catches, and this is where Kamara eats up a lot of his fantasy yards, it's not just running the ball, it's it's his his ability to catch the ball at the backfield, and just make plays with his feet, and eat up yards, 15 catches, 124 yards, and now listen, we had to talk about the other side, because listen, on the other side, we had Matt Ryan, we had Matty Ice out here, 26 completions, 35 attempts, he's not bad himself either. 274 yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions. Julio Jones, five touches, 96 yards. And if this guy is available, you no, know, maybe you may want to get him. Ridley. Seven ta- touches, 146 yards. We'll tell you why he may be worth you picking up. And maybe and why this may not just be a fluke for him. Oh yeah. I making he put up three touchdowns. Then we had... The Hollywood Showdown. The LA Rams versus the LA Chargers. LA Rams were awarded the home team on this game. And they held home court. 23-35 LA Rams. 355 yards for Wentz. Sorry, not for Wentz. For Jared Goff. 29 attempts, sorry, 36 attempts, 29 completions, three touchdowns, one interception. You had Todd Gurley running for over 100 yards. You had their wide receiver Woods catching for over 100 yards. Both of them finding the end zone. And on the other side, you have Phillip Rivers, kind of pedestrian night, 226 yards, two touchdowns. I told you we're going to find a way to stop mentioning these guys that don't put up over 300 yards. We just got to talk about these 300 yards because – Listen it's, it's all about the numbers right it's all about it's all about the numbers and <laughs> and and what kind of and how you can produce and not not just that not just that like we also talk about like what can you produce from a fantasy standpoint too but you know what that means right we're going to take a quick break <clears throat> when we come back we're going to finish up the show with completing up the week 3 wrap up we're going to give you our week 4 picks and then we're going to talk about the tips. Just the tips. Because that's all you need. All the tips. Come on down to XF Martial Arts where you'll be able to take part in learning all the disciplines you need to be an extreme freestyle martial arts machine. Whether it's Taekwondo, Karate, Yoga, Summer, Spring, or Fall, XF Martial Arts has it all. For more information, class times, and dates, don't wait, go to XFMartialArts.com and reserve your spot today. That's XF Martial Arts, located at 2875 South Congress Avenue, Suite D, Delray Beach, Florida, 33445, or call 561-276-1774 and ask to speak with Sensei Cohen to reserve your free trial week. Just tell them Mighty Sports sport sent you, XF Martial Arts, where fun and discipline are one.
1: They didn't join this team to win championships or become famous. They join because there is important work to be done, and only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led, and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists, and combat troops, all prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign with themselves and their country one day they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world and they can respond I became a soldier
0: And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am still your host, the one and only talent, Omar Taylor. And if you're still listening, that I means you are still listening to MightySports.net. That's M-Y-T-Sports.net, the only station where every voice is mighty, as we are still wrapping up week three, right? And just just getting right into the end of it, because week three was a wild week, and we are getting into really the wildest portion of of that week, as we told you, we had a whole bunch of upsets earlier. We have a whole we had a whole bunch of teams that were still trying to find their first victory, and we had a whole bunch of teams that just was out here balling and going all in. And one team that has consistently found ways to win, even though that this just made them to a record of two and one, the one team that consistently finds a way to win and finds ways to win and put up points specifically with their defense. That would be the Chicago Browns. The Chicago Browns were taking on the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona. And the Chicago Browns came up with a victory, 16-14. And that game is going to be something I can only call was defense. But one thing that we did see, as we have been seeing a pattern of, we we saw this week one with the Jets. We've seen this night now week three with the Buffalo Bills. We have seen this now so far also. Take place in Kansas City. And we see what's going on there. With the rookie quarterback. And now we also see it now. Play out in Arizona. As they have now. Officially emerged. There or I shouldn't say emerged. But they are now highlighted. They are. They are. Exhibiting. They are showcasing. Their rookie quarterback as well. And as we know, quarterbacks are gonna have a couple of their lumps. So it was gonna be interesting to see. So now we're talking about New York Jets rookie quarterback, right? We have the Buffalo Bills rookie quarterback. You have the Kansas City Chiefs rookie quarterback. You have the let's see here. Baltimore. No, Baltimore Ravens do not have a rookie quarterback. Not quite yet. You have the Arizona Cardinals with a rookie quarterback. And that's about it. That's four. Good, decent rookie quarterback, And that's almost all of the top ones, isn't it? That's really all of the, almost the top quarterbacks. The one that went to Arizona, the one that went to Buffalo, the one that went to the Jets, and Kansas City's obviously was a couple years ago. So where's the guy that we are missing? Because, ah, I'm sorry. The Jets had two. Because also debuting this week. So we had the debut of... Josh Allen Sorry, we had the debut of Johnny not Johnny Manzo. Baker Mayfield. Josh Allen Yeah, Josh Allen, right? Josh Allen in Buffalo. Um, the Arizona quarterback debut this week. And Buffalo's quarterback, Josh Rosen, Sam Donald is ours. There's so many damn Josh's and Johns. We can't keep track of all these damn people. Let's just keep talking about week three. Seattle came with their first victory this week as they won 24 to Dallas. And if you wonder why they won, they won because of Russell Westbrook. The first shocker here, or the next shocker here, is going to be New England over Detroit. Or New England taking on Detroit. In Detroit, as New England gets spanked and they lose 10-26. to And man, that's how we're going to say New England lost 10-26 to as Detroit finds their first victory of the year. Matthew Stafford with 27 for 36 Put up 262 yards. Two touchdowns, one interception. Tom Brady had a little bit of pressure on him. Felt a little bit of smoke. Got a little bit of heat. Was a little bit choked up. Couldn't quite produce. Looked a little lame. Looked a little duck-worthy. Kind of how... Ryan Fitzpatrick looked the first half of their game with Pittsburgh. In the Monday night game with Pittsburgh versus Tampa Bay. Looked like a lame duck. Looked like he didn't belong. Looked like he was kind of rushing. And... Let's 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 not beat FitzMagic up too bad. FitzMagic threw three interceptions that game. Three interceptions in that game. Right? The first interception was a tip ball, not quite his fault. Well, we're not gonna give that hit quite his fault. The second one, his his receiver basically and you have to understand how football is. Sometimes you throw a man open. So you throw it to a spot where a guy is supposed to be at versus where he's at. You understand? And if somebody's running around, they're supposed to be somewhere, then you throw that ball there. If you kinda if you see them heading that way. That's what happened with Fitzmagic and Mike Evans. They threw a ball to an area. Mike Evans pulled up short. That ball sails right into the hand of the opposite of the opposing team's defense. And Fitzmagic is one of those teams where the defense is always going to be is always gonna have their ears pinned back because they know that he may always make a throw to them. Just like he made a throw to them, the one turnover, the one interception that was his fault in the end zone when he was trying to force that, when he was trying to force that game. Now listen, the. Tampa Bay Buccaneers lost that game thirty to twenty-seven. But let me tell you this: that first half of football it was not was not this close whatsoever. Ben Roethlisberger was thirty for 30, 30 for thirty-eight, three hundred fifty-three yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Antonio Brown didn't do much of anything, which I was kind of happy about because the person I was playing on my fantasy football team had him on the game, and I did not need him balling. On the other end, with thirty completions of his own, was Fitzmagic, and Fitzmagic. That was done on fifty attempts. As we're telling you, this shouldn't be any better here. passing that many pads. You understand? But that was Andrew Luck, especially when you only, pass, especially when you got twenty five completions and he go for one hundred and sixty five yards. You understand? We're talking about a guy that only made five more completions than you, and Ryan Fitzpatrick only five more completions, and yet he produced an an additional. He produced an additional two hundred and forty seven more yards on just five more attempts that's that's almost 50 fucking more yards per pass something is going on in Indy take a look people Ryan Fitzmagic comes back 30 attempts 50 yards 50 attempts 30 completions Another third straight game of over 400 yards. Yes, folks, this is what Ryan Fitz Magic is doing. I mean, we had him with four, four. Was that a couple? A couple games ago, 402 yards in 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 game number two, and then in game number one, I, I forget how many yards he he put up. This is three straight games is over 400. of over 400 yards. Yes, you are saved. So Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ryan Fitzpatrick once again brings up a much deeper topic. And that is who starts week four for Tampa Bay? When a guy comes in there and he's breaking all of your passive records, he's playing like he doesn't have a care in the world. Your number one pick can't can't manage to do this in, in what's this now in in three years? I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick is about to have more 400 yard games in a half of a season with Tampa Bay than Jameis Winston has had in over three years. And also more of these with the same weapons. Let's just keep bringing that back. So in the game where Ryan Fitzpatrick was just intercepted a lot early, and he was fighting and clawing and on, on trying to come back and trying to come back and trying to come back, he finally puts up um puts up 411 yards, but three touchdowns, but he also gets three interceptions. And the guy that he got the ball to this whole entire time was Mike Evans, who once again I was happy because the person I was playing against had Deshaun Jackson. So you know what I did? Just just like. The Detroit Lions, just like the Seattle Seahawks, just like the New York Giants, just like the Buffalo Bills, and just like, the, you know. I too also came away with my first victory this week. Yes, yes, I know, so happy, oh happy day, oh happy day, oh happy day. But now that we're done with that. Now that we're finally done with that, can we can we can we get into week 4? Can we get into week 4? Right? And we're not going to take we're not going to take up a lot of your time here when it comes to week 4 because you've heard everything that I've had to say already about all of these teams for the most part, for the most part. I've said everything I've, I've had to say about these teams, right? So, I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about now because all we're gonna do now is just give you the picks all we're gonna do now is just give you these picks so we have our first game coming up right and it's a Monday night game that's Minnesota versus the LA Rams and this is actually one of the better games of the week because I mean, listen, Minnesota may have lost to Buffalo, but that was also their first loss of the year. So, so Minnesota is coming in here with a record of 2-0. and And we have the L.A. Rams, the L.A. Rams, who haven't lost so far for this season. So you have a 2-1-1 Minnesota Rams, right? Uh, <laughs> Minnesota Vikings versus a 3-0 um, L.A. Rams. And I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to tell you, I'm a huge fan of what's going on with the LA Rams. I'm, I'm sorry, you have you have Todd Gurley. They have now a wide receiver, and, and who's this wide receiver that went off for them early, um, last week? Woods. And, and you have your and you have your quarterback Goff. And this is a statement game for them. And listen, the LA Rams still may have one of the better defenses in, in the league. Like one of the defenses I wish I would had a chance to pick up because they have ball hawking individuals. And we're talking about. Ball hawking individuals on the defensive line. We're talking about ball hawking um, individuals in the backfield. We're talking about the defensive backs and safeties. So you have ball hawking individuals at all, all facets of the game. We're talking about guys that just have a nose for the ball. We're talking about guys that just happen to find the quarterback. We're talking about guys that just happen to always come away with the takeaway. So I got the LA Rams coming with the victory. Next up, we have Indianapolis and Houston. And listen. Houston, I know. Oh three. But Indianapolis. One and in two isn't isn't is not impressing me. Especially as you just heard me say that they put up 25 completions for 164 yards. Now Do I think they do that at home? Probably not. Do I think they do that against a rival team like Houston? Probably not. But do I think that they can win against Houston? Probably not. I have Houston going going on the road and coming with their first victory in Indianapolis. Buffalo just picked up their first victory. I'm not gonna go crazy here and think that they, even though, even though they kinda have the same record. I shouldn't say quite not the same record. Green Bay is one-one one. They have the same amount of wins as Green Bay. I'm not gonna put him in the same category as Green Bay and even and even insult Aaron Rodgers. Even though Aaron Rodgers is a little bit hobbly, even though Aaron Rodgers is not is injured. Okay, let's just put it in Aaron Rodgers is playing injured. Even an injured Aaron Rodgers, I think, is better than what Buffalo has right now. And Buffalo has hope. Green Bay has an injured Aaron Rodgers. Which still means they have a lot of skill. I expect Green Bay's will and skill to get them over the hope of Buffalo. Buffalo. So we have, we have Green Bay winning their second game of the season in Green Bay. Then we have Chicago taking on Tampa Bay. This is the game. This is one of those games I'm going to worry about. Like I said, because any game that involves Tampa Bay right now, I'm, I'm excited about. Let's not, let's not lie. Any game that involves Tampa Bay, I'm excited about right now. But this is going to be a game that I'm going to say that Tampa Bay is also going to lose. Because I just like what's going on in Chicago. Chicago still has O.J. Howard. Chicago still has Khalil Mack on the other end. And Chicago still has Mitchell Trub- Trubitsky as their quarterback. Still finding ways to be productive. At minimum, productive. I like Fitzmagic. I really like Fitzmagic. And Fitzmagic, man, he has been really letting it fly. But can you trust him? This may not be the one of those teams with gay days when you think you can trust them. And if you can't trust them, then you got to put them out to the side. You got to tell them that, listen, I love you. I love you. But I just can't make you mine this week by picking you to Come away with a victory over Chicago. Khalil Mack and that defense is just way too stout. So here's where I go Chicago. Chicago over Tampa Bay. Now next, we have New England over Miami, right? And we have New England. I just said it. I have New England over Miami. I don't I don't listen. I don't see New England losing to Miami. I don't I don't I don't care how new looked last week I don't care how Miami has looked so far this week. Listen, I don't care about the fact that Miami is Oh, it just fucking sucks. It's a fucking sucks. Like, like I don't care about any of that. This is a rivalry game. The Miami Dolphins may have the better record, but I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now that It's losing two games in a row. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not going to lose this game to Miami. Let's just put it that way. Not the same way that Dallas is going to lose to Detroit. Yeah, I got Detroit going into Dallas. Even though Detroit just got their first victory. Even though Detroit just picked up their first victory. Right? Last week. I still have a, what a better shot than Dallas. I'm I'm not feeling Dallas this year. I'm really... I know you're going to keep hearing me say this until, like, there's n- there's nowhere else to go here. But I'm just really not feeling whatever Dallas is doing this year. Just like I'm not, that's a, I'm not feeling the re-emerging of the Red Rocket and, and, and A.J. Green. So... But I also don't trust Atlanta. The Jets are going to lose the jacket. Like, listen. I can't heart-pick that one. I'm sorry. If, if, listen. If the New York Jets beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, I'll, I don't know what I'll do. I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure what I'm, what I'm not going to do quite yet. But I will sit here. And apologize to all of my Jets fans I'll apologize to everybody that that knows me and knows how jetty I am with the fact that I for once <laughs> I for once am gonna pick against my team so if they lose So if they lose, or if they win, I should say, I'll, I'll, I'll apologize. I'll come out here and say, listen, I didn't see it coming. I'll, 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 I'll say that I, I misread the situation. But you guys realize we're talking about Jacksonville Jaguars, right? You realize, that, you realize that, and, I'm, and I, and I quote, and I'm gonna say this as a quote, that my boy Tom Coughlin won't allow that to happen. so, if the Jets pull off a victory against Jacksonville, a Jacksonville Jaguars team that at the beginning of the season most people thought may come away with the AFC, a Jacksonville Jaguars team that has only lost one game so far this season, granted, it was Tennessee, granted, it was horrific. I don't see them losing to the Jets. I don't see them losing to the Jets at all. I'm gonna come back to Cincinnati and Atlanta. I have Philly beat in Tennessee. I don't. I don't. Once again, these these are some of the things. Like I like Philly has been on a roll. Philly wants to repeat and get right back to the playoffs. So they need to beat teams like Tennessee. Even though teams like Tennessee surprise teams like Jacksonville and beat them 9-6, but you still have to remember, you still have to remember, Jacksonville still has no Leonard Fournette, Tennessee may have just taken a little bit of advantage of that, I don't see the Jets taking advantage of no Leonard Fournette, now, as we start off the afternoon games, right, this is where the first game becomes a little tricky to me, because we have Cleveland versus Oakland and cleveland versus oakland is saying the new kid on the block is fighting the old kid on the block that just came back that just moved back to the block but he was never the sharpest dude i'm sorry why two banana split sounds like a sounds like Tourette's (laughs) i don't know where to go with this i i oakland has been that anemic to me and Cleveland honestly has weapons. Oakland has a weapon that constantly produces in in in, in 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 Cooper. Let's let's not get that twisted. Marshawn Lynch shows up when he wants to show up. Not sure how long Marshawn Lynch is going to continue to play for, to be honest with you. When a game versus Cleveland and Oakland, and I can't believe that's... That is where I'm shocked at. That's where I'm held up at. Not even because... Listen 1-2 Seattle versus 0-3 Arizona. That's easy for me. Arizona just has not does not have what it takes. This is a this is a division game too. Arizona's gonna be rolling out a rookie quarterback. It's like Cleveland's gonna be rolling out a rookie quarterback. I think that Seattle's coach has been around long enough that when you get a rookie quarterback he knows exactly what he needs to do also i think seattle while they're not the legion of boom anymore i just figured out a defense to get this week i just figured out a defense to get this week if you see one if you need a defense and one's available i just saw a defense to pick up this week and because Seattle's defense still has some ball hawkers on it. Seattle's defense still has a couple of people that can get to the quarterback. Seattle's defense, like I said, now well, it's not still a legion of boom. They can still make it go, ooh. And if they're available, Arizona has looked so bad this year. That if you, yeah. Not only am I picking Seattle to have a victory this year. I'm picking Seattle's defense to have a breakout game this week. New York Giants take on take on the New Orleans Saints and I'm sorry. I don't believe that whatever the New York Giants found last week is going to be replicable when it comes to playing New Orleans. And more than anything else, I don't think they can keep up with. The, I don't think they can keep up with the scoring of New Orleans. Can I boldly say? Can I boldly say? I see New Orleans putting up fifty-four points this week. Can I say that? Can I say? Can I say? Can I say? I see New Orleans Saints put up fifty. Listen, man. I don't know if the Giants can. The, the Giants didn't. The Giants don't have enough on defense to stop New Orleans. Let's just put it that way. The Giants may have changed the flowers, but that still doesn't prove to me that their offensive line is still not in flux. They're playing New Orleans. Mike Thomas, Drew Brees. Like, you understand? There are not too many people. In this league putting up more numbers than Drew Brees so far this year. The only person putting up comparable num the only two people putting up comparable numbers to Drew Brees this year is a rookie and somebody that every time we talk about him, we call him magic. Just saying. I'm picking New Orleans over over the New York New York Giants. And then we have the LA Chargers versus the San Francisco 49ers. And I told you that San Francisco 49ers just lost their reason for living. I know I, I shouldn't make it sound that extreme, but the San Francisco 49ers just lost their reason for living. They just lost their they just lost their their starting quarterback. They must, must I remind you? Must must I even remind you? They lost.
1: They had to take the
0: So even though both of these two teams are going to come into this this game one and two, one team has a quarterback, and the other team has Phillip Rivers. One team has Hope, and the other team has Phillip Rivers. Oh, I'm sorry. The other team lost Hope, and the other team has Phillip Rivers. One team has no clue how they're going to get anybody the ball, and the other team has Phillip Rivers. I think I'm going to go with the team. That has Phillip Rivers. And they made it because the other team has no clue what the fuck they're about to do. Like I like what talk we're on Wednesday now, San Francisco still has I haven't heard any reports about San Francisco to do with their quarterback position. As I seen somebody just pulled over on the side. Next we have another divisional game where we have Baltimore versus Pittsburgh. And I'm probably gonna be more wrong than I am gonna be right when it when I say this. But I am going to stick by my guns with this. And I'm going to keep sticking on my guns with this. No Bell, no W. Until Lavinia, until Bell comes back and he says, I'm back playing for this team. I have a hard time picking Pittsburgh to play. Especially in a division game like this. So, you know what, Pittsburgh? You can take your 1-1-1 one, one, and one record. And you can put it up against Dallas's 1-2 and two record. And I'm going to pick Dallas to tie themselves up. Not Dallas, but Baltimore to tie themselves up. I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of Joe Flacco anymore. But I feel like Joe Flacco is playing for his job this season more than anything else. Joe Flacco has a little bit of urgency this year. And also... <laughs> Joe Flacco also happens to have a wide receiver that we may not give a lot of respect Two. But that's not our fault. He doesn't get a lot of respect around the league. But he has a wide receiver that happens to be a big target and happens to be one of the a big target in the red zone. Happens to be one of the one of the brighter red zone targets. And a wide receiver that is known for at least making a couple of big plays. Except for when he's going up against Talib Kwali and Richard Sherman. Who you asking me about? Well when you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're gonna get. I will go to Annie up. You'll get your Barbie chain gap. Michael Crabtree Listen, Joe Flacco, when he has decent red zone targets, he, he I am gonna fullheartedly say that my Michael Crab that Joe Flacco did not have <laughs> did not have proper targets this last season or last couple of seasons. Oh shoot! I just got a message that somebody's hopping in the shower, about to get that body wet. Danger zone! For real? Can't be telling me stuff like that on the air. You know what happens? You gonna make the other me get (laughs) off? The last game of the week. The last game of the week. The last game of the week. Goes to none other than Kansas City and Denver, the three and O Kansas City Chiefs versus the Denver Broncos, and you know what? I'm gonna ride this this horse this, this is the same exact way that everybody else has rode this horse. Sorry, Baltimore's two and one, not one and two. Just like Denver, just like Denver is going to be two and one. And City Chiefs are three and zero. Oh. Denver may be two and one, but I don't believe in Denver's two and one. Let's just put it that way. Denver has some nice pieces. They had a running back. They had a run. They had their nice little young running back that's been a producer for the first two games. Loses cool throw a punch right there underneath the pod while he was trying to get a fumble. I mean, you can look at like he's a dirty player, You can look at trying to do anything to win. He's still too young. To <laughs> To give full judgment on. Because like I said. He was reaching for a fumble. And listen. We've heard people say. That they have had. Their eyes being attempted to guard Jack. Or we've even heard. Radio personalities say that. They have. Literally tried to break. People's fingers. On the bottom of that pile. So. If you caught him throwing a punch. Who knows. Maybe he's trying to punch the ball out. In the bottom of a. Fumble pile that is. I don't. I don't hold him with too much. I don't want to say responsibility. I'm not going to hold the world against him. There's a lot of stuff that goes on on the bottom of those piles, and I don't want to crucify the young fellow right now. But I do have Kansas City definitely beating Denver in this game. So far the only games that we kinda had a problem trying to figure out has been Cincinnati and Atlanta. And you know what? We may not do it right here on the podcast. We may just wait, put it up on the on the website and let you get those last two picks right there on the site. It's funny that it's not really the production of these teams that is has me worried. It's been the ineptitude of these teams that has me worried. Like, which side of these teams are going to show up? Atlanta, we know at big moments can't stop anybody, but Cincinnati, they've been, it's almost like they're trying to refine themselves. And listen, they may be great. They may find themselves to a victory over Atlanta, but have they found themselves? That's the bigger question. And Oakland and Cleveland. Oakland so far hasn't been able to get right. And Cleveland may have just finally gotten on track as Oakland is derailing. So this is a pendulum swing kind of game. Part of me wants to go against the grain and say that Cleveland was going to finally win their second straight game. I won two games in a row, and then the whole world is going to end. And part of me says that Matty Ice and Andy Dalton are going to have a shootout. And we're talking about 35 plus points on each side of that ball. These are the things that keep me up at night. But I want to take a quick break going to come back, and we're gonna, you know what? I'm not gonna take a break. I'm not gonna take a break. You know what? Glad you guys are here because if you're still here, then phew, you gotta love football season because football season always brings in, brings out these extended podcasts, right? Because there's always so much to go out, uh, go go in after over in, in just a, an hour. Like, if we just doing this on a, on a daily basis, then I probably would, would give you only, like, maybe, like, four or five games. Talk about those games. You know what I mean? Break them down. Talk about the most excited ones. Really, like, the most best games of the week, the ones that we, like we thought were the best games. Break those, ga- those games for you down on a Monday. You know what I mean? On Tuesday, let's talk, talk about Monday Night Football. Break a couple more games for you down. On Wednesday, break the last set of games for you down, and then start talking about the games coming up. On Thursday, you understand, talk about the rest of the games coming up because we only talked about half of those. And then on Friday, you know, pontificate a little bit more about more games coming up. I would have done all of them in thirds, and then that would—that's how everything would have worked out then. By Friday you have the rest of the show. So we'll see, we'll see. You know, there's there's things, there's things coming up. Because this is a lot, isn't it? This isn't a lot. This ain't a lot. This is a lot. This isn't a lot. This is a lot. I know. So, let me stop stalling. And let's get into the section that you guys have been waiting for. Let's get into the section that you guys have all been clamoring for. The section that you guys wanted. The section that you guys have wanted from the beginning. And that is the mighty fantasy football tips, not winning tips, just tips, (laughs) tips, tips, just the tip, just the tip, just the tip. Let's just say what I want involves much more than just the tips, just the tips. What I want is much more than just the tips. Yeah. Is that time of the show again, when we give you the mighty fantasy football tips? And listen, our tips this week, right? Our tips this week is they're they're probably about the first thing that you need to do. Very first thing you need to do is that you need to you need to pay attention to your bye week. You need to be paying attention to your bye week. Today is the first week of bye weeks if you're playing fantasy football, which means that if you have any players for Carolina or if you have any players for Washington, you need to take them out of your lineup. I know there's not a lot of, not a lot of choices, but for a lot of you guys, this means Cam Newton. For a lot of you guys, this means Funchess. In Washington, this may mean Adrian Peterson. This may mean Kirk Cousins. So for so pay attention to those guys you want to take them out of your lineup because you know if they're on a bye week that means they are not playing this week and if they're not playing this week they cannot get points for you also ladies listen i will be looking at your fantasy leagues please make sure you are editing your lineups if you are not editing your lineups you will not be able to qualify for the prizes at the end of this year you're still right now just sitting at a 50 dollars gift card or a 50 cash prize i should say $50 cash prize, $50 cash prize, $50 cash prize. That's the very first fantasy football tip. Second, you may have heard me already allude to this just a little bit. Alright, you may want to get if he's on your waiver wires, the wide receiver for Atlanta. I think his name—I think the first name may be Alex, but definitely the last name is Ridley. Now, the reason why I say you put you want to put Alex Ridley or whatever his name is on your fantasy football team is because of Julio Jones, and that's the only reason. Julio Jones is still getting five, at least five catches for 92 yards, but for, Julio Jones is still get, is still getting all of the number one attention on that team. And listen, and if Ridley happens to be the next Julio Jones, just like remember, before it was Julio Jones, I forget who, um, crap, well, who is the guy's name that Julio Jones replaced? See, we forget about him. Matty Ice hadn't had a badass receiver before Julio Jones. We were both on two sides of the end. Julio Jones was the number two receiver, getting number two, getting a lot of targets because the number one guy was getting all of those catches, all of that, all of that, all of that attention. And now we see Ridley become, becoming beneficial, becoming the benefit of the same kind of attention that now Julio Jones is getting, as Julio Jones has. Huh. that's what it is. The cop is out there. And he is basically flashing people in them know they need to slow down when he sees them speeding through the through the area. Thought somebody got pulled over, but nope, he's just out there kind of warning people, hey, slow the fuck down. So Ridley's a guy that you may want to put on your team just because he is now officially he has been solidified as a number two wide receiver for for the Atlanta Falcons. And if he's the number two wide receiver for Atlanta Falcons. And Julio Jones is getting all of the attention. Being he, meaning that he's getting the number one defensive back. And he's also the person getting the safety over the top. Which means that the other half of the field doesn't have all that attention to it. Meaning a lot of single coverage. You know what I mean? A, a, a safety top not over the help. You, you, on that side of the field that he that really is on. There's a lot of man on man coverage. Because every all eyes are on Julio as they should be. He's a... If he continues to be that number two guy, then he is a very good find. Now listen, is do you, is he probably wide receiver one? Probably do No, he's probably a good flex position for right now. Test him there and see if he works himself works himself into a number one spot for you. And that's all depend on what kind of wide receivers you have right now. Now not only are we going to talk about them, him right, but we also want to talk about the. Dallas Cowboys, sorry, the Baltimore Ravens, running back Alex Alex Collins. Now, I know, like I said, I may have said, like, hey, get rid of this guy before because, you know, he is not quite the guy that needs to be the guy because he ain't doing guy things. Well, he may have kind of showed me up this past week. And what happened is that it all it, it all really depends on his touches more than anything else. First week he got six touches, second week he got four out touches. They said he was a little that he was dealing with a little bit of fatigue. this week he got thirty two touches. Now let's just see how many touches he's gonna continue to get. That may be the number one thing here. Let's see how many touches he is gonna continue to get. Because if he's getting anywhere between 25, 32 touches, then yes, he is worth it. He is 100% worth it. Because you're talking about seven points and possibly seven, 70 yards easily plus a touchdown, possibly. But at least always 70 yards. 40 to 70 yards. If he gets 40 yards, he's probably going to get the touchdown. If he gets 70 yards, he may not get the touchdown. But if he gets that 70 yards, he's going to get the touchdown. And then you're talking about more points, more points, 13 double-digit points. Somebody else you may want to go out and pick up, as they not only were, were they were they productive this past week, they were also they also may be productive in this week coming up. And we spoke to them and we may have heard you talk about. It. Another tip is go out and get the Sea off defense. The Seahawks are gonna be playing the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals have been have have looked to have one of the most enemic offensive in the league so far this year. And I'm telling you, that, like they, when they get any kind of amount of pressure, uh, we're talking about things crumble. Now, Arizona Cardinals have just started their rookie quarterback. This is another reason why I'm saying, like, hey, I knew, you know you spent this whole first half of the show talking about how much fire and how much heat and how much hope that these rookie quarterbacks are coming. Yeah, that's right. But I'm telling you right now, that's not going to work against, against Seattle. That may work against a team that not, that's not expecting it. In Minnesota, Maybe that may work with the New York Jets that isn't expecting it that is not going to work when you see it coming against the Seattle Seahawks I don't see their head coach not coaching them up properly I don't see that defense the few guys that are still there that are veterans I don't see that letting letting it happen and I don't see Russell Wilson being afraid of whatever defense Arizona has. And Arizona has some shutdown people. Arizona has some people to be a fearful of. I just don't think that Russell Wilson is afraid of. Him. Now, one of the things I definitely wanted to talk about. One of the things I definitely wanted to talk about, right? As this this has been so far now an ongoing theme that that we have joked around with, played around with or even alluded to so far this season. And that is the perception of quarterbacks versus running backs. And I'm saying this because for so long, right, and for very good reason, you've heard me sit back here for a couple of seasons now telling you guys that you need to get yourself running backs first. You need to get yourself good, strong running backs because a good, strong running back is what's going to help push your team. Good strong running back, and because you get two of them, and they always get the ball, and you know the end zone, the red zone, all that other stuff. But good strong running backs is what's going to help put the majority of players on your team. And I told you, like, listen, don't reach too far for quarterbacks. You're going to want to get your running backs first. You want to get your, t- you're going to want to get yourself some wide receivers first, and then you're going to, and then you're going to want to get the quarterbacks. And we also said, listen, part of that is not just because of the fact that this is this is a different kind of that this different kind of equation when you're talking about fantasy fantasy football, but we also pointed to the fact that, listen, they, they're just graded differently. You understand? Where running backs and wide receivers get points for every 10 yards, quarterbacks only getting points every 25 yards. Where wide receivers and, and running backs are getting, are getting six points per touchdown, quarterbacks are only getting four points every time they put up a touchdown. So automatically, they always had less opportunities to put up, most, um, put up more points. But this year, we are seeing something completely different. We are seeing something completely different. Where, right now, as it currently stands, nine out of the top ten producing people in fantasy football. in total points are all quarterbacks. Yes, folks. Nine. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. Let me, let me redo those numbers. I apologize, eight out of your top ten of quarterbacks. Eight. Eight. And, I, and not just by a lot, but by, not just by a little, by a lot. Now you have Alex Kamara. We told you that was, was just doing ridiculous things, right, with, with New Orleans, in New Orleans in, and Drew Brees. But we also told you that he's also putting up 100 yards receiving every single game. So a lot of those yards that he's getting as a, as a, as a runner, he's getting because he's, he's also a receiver. Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley, he's not putting up, I mean, five points here, three points here. First week he put up, I think, what was it, what was it, what was it? How many points did he get? Like, what was it, 39 yards and a touchdown? So nine points from from receiving. Todd Gurley, the majority of his work is done on the, is done on the floor still. He's the only other running back in there. It's Todd Gurley and Alvin Kamara. Other than that, it's Fitzmagic, who we told you about, leading all fantasy football producers, not just quarterbacks, everybody. 95 points so far. Patrick Mahomes behind him with 90. Drew Brees behind him with 87. Matt Ryan behind him. Cam Newton behind him. Cam Newton has a lot to do with, his, with a lot of those Russian qu- touchdowns he's recently put up. Ben Roethlisberger behind him. That's six. Before you get to a running back, Todd Gurley. Who's in seventh. Then you got Phillip Rivers holding up the eighth spot. Then you got Alex Kamara with the number nine spot. And then Kirk Cousins with the number 10 spot. Listen, we can keep going. Jared Goff, quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, quarterback, Deshaun Deshaun Watson, quarterback, and then we get to Melvin Gordon, running back, he's another one, catches, and he rushes and catches, then we get Andy Dalton, Andy freaking Dalton, folks, before we get to Tyreek Hill, the badass wide receiver from Kansas City. You know who's tied with Tyreek Hill? Miami's quarterback Ryan Tannehill. Blake Bortles is one point behind him. Joe Flacco is one point behind him. And then you get Mike Thomas. Then you get Mike Evans. Then you get Pittsburgh's James O'Connor. Then you get Adrian Peterson. Then you get Russell Wilson. And then you get the Chicago Bears defense before you get the Sean Jackson. The Bears defense, Deshaun Jackson, Matthew Stafford, Alex Smith all pull up the same amount of fantasy football points so far this season. Jimmy Garoppolo was one point away from them before he went injured. Saquon Barkley is right around that same category. About 15 points per game. That's on average. So we're gonna keep keep track of this because next year we may have to think about drafting a whole new different way. Now while it may not while we stay may have to say like hey, if the badass wide if the badass running back or wide receiver's there, if we start seeing these guys Patrick Mahomes, Drew Brees, Cam Newton Patrick Mahomes, Drew Brees next year. I'm sorry, I'm taking them. I'm especially Patrick Mahomes. I'm taking them, and I'm taking them hard body. So let's so let's give you an idea, right? We gave you an, we, we gave you the rundown of everybody that that has been pro, has been producing consistently so far over three weeks and it's been a lot of quarterbacks. I told you, eight quarterbacks versus two out of the top 10. When you break it down to the top, when you break it down into the top 20, you get six, sorry, 16, you get 14 plus quarterbacks. Versus a couple of running backs, wide receivers, and a defense, a defense. And don't forget that Chicago defense, that's, that's ranked up there in the top 20 in fantasy, in fantasy producers? That's, that's all producers. That's all because of Clear Matt. That's all because of Clear Matt. The guy that Y2 Banano 2 split said that we that, that couldn't talk to him, couldn't find a way to keep. But then the first week of the game said, the first week that they play a game says, oh, well, we needed a pass rush. Which is all that guy does is rush, rush, rush no matter what. So some of these producers of week two, some of the stars of week two so far. So if you had, so if you had these guys on your team, sorry, some of the got stars of week three, I should say. If you had these guys on, on your team in week three, then you came out with some buco points. And hopefully, and hopefully, and hopefully, you came out with a W in your fantasy football matchup. The number one quarterback, actually tied with the number one quarterback. It was Drew Brees and Matt Ryan? Yes, folks. New Orleans and Atlanta. That matchup produced the two highest quarterbacks in the league, two, high, two highest quarter, scoring quarterbacks in the league with 39 points each. I know that's kind of hard to believe when you, when you think about guys like Fitz Magic putting up 400 something yards and all this other stuff. You have to remember that's three touchdowns and three interceptions. He's almost negated himself with almost every passive pass he makes. So it was Drew Brees and Matt Ryan, 39 points each. Right, you had Cam Newton out of Carolina with 29 points, you had the rookie Josh Allen out of Buffalo with also 26 points. Now, let's remind you, let's remind you, let's remind you, that Cam Newton and Josh Allen, both, not not only did they pass, not only did both of them pass, for a touchdown, at least for a touchdown. They both rushed for two. Kay and passed for one more touchdown to Josh Allen. 29 26. And then we had the uh, quarterback on the LA Rams, Jared Goff, put up 25 points. As so far as running backs go, we had Adrian Peterson turning turning back the hands of time as he led all running backs with 24 fantasy points. And then we had Carlos Hyde out of this uh, is his name, first name Carlos, we call him Carlos. Carlos Hyde out of Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns, put up 21 fantasy points. Then we had the, then we had the LA Rams, Todd Gurley put up 19 fantasy points. We had Carolina running back, Carolina Pampers running back. Jeffrey McCaffrey put up 19 fantasy points. And then all of that was followed by Alvin Kamara with 18 fantasy points. As we said, Alvin Kamara, what has so far his average been so far this year? 20.7 fantasy points. But he's also questionable this week. So you got to start looking into him. You have to look into him, a little baby. He's questionable. I think he's been, he may have been questionable all year. So let's not read too 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 much into into the fact that he may not be able to play in this next game when it comes to wide receivers the top the top five producing wide receivers of week three as i told you already was the first one the very first one the very first one was the wide receiver from the Atlanta Falcons. I don't know why I just drew a blank there for half a second. Was a wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons. Calvin Ridley. as he put up 32 points. And Calvin Ridley, is the, once again... Calvin really is not only a guy that can get big plays, but Calvin really is also a guy that we're looking at him because he is going to be the guy that he's going to benefit from the double teams and the extra coverage, all the extra eyes on Julio Jones. Following him is the LA Rams wide receiver, Robert Woods. He put up 23 fantasy football points last week. Followed by him was Jordy Nelson, who surprises me that he's being listed as a wide receiver now. Has Jordy Nelson 100% fully changed his... I'm sorry, Jordy Nelson. Oh man, I'm actually thinking Jimmy Graham. I'm saying Jordy Nelson, I'm thinking Jimmy Graham like, yo, Jordy Nelson change up his whole entire position so that when he comes up for a new contract he can renegotiate something different is that what he did but that's not what he did at all he's actually something completely different joey knows is actually a wide receiver he's been a wide receiver the entire time he's been from, from green bay and now he's open now jimmy graham should be in open now he's in green bay so, or something like that so we have Jordy Nelson put up 23 fantasy football points, right? As, as we see Jordy Nelson with, with his big breakout game so far this season, As listen, as things, things have been a struggle for them. Some my three receptions um, in the first game for only 23 yards. Two receptions in the second game for only 30 yards. This time he now he gets six receptions, 173 yards and a touchdown. Thank you for finally finding a way to get the ball to Jordy Nelson. Jordy Nelson is sitting there. On, on, on waiver wires he may be a guy to get he may be a guy a guy that some that people may have given up already given up on already next up we have mike williams for the l.a Chargers, right four receptions 81 yards two touchdowns this is the second straight week that 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 mike mike williams finds himself into the end zone as he did the same as he found himself in the end zone last week but that was only on we two receptions on 27 27 so let's not get too high on him right now he may be only. Worthy as a fantasy football target, so depending on how deep your league is, you may want to pick him up as maybe like a flex option. But it looks like right now his whole entire score is dependent on red zone targets. Until you, until you can guarantee that his role is going to get bigger in LA, and we on the charter team that has a lot of targets. So what the one thing that also does benefit him too is that you're talking about. A guy in Phillip Rivers that is gonna spread that ball a more around and look for anybody else, than look for one target. So if this guy's getting open, he's gonna get his he's gonna get his touch. And if he's definitely open in the red zone, he's definitely gonna get that ball. That's what like this is Mike Evans, as we told you, that there was a there was somebody that benefited from Ryan Fitz magic passing for all those yards. And that, my friends, was Mike Evans. Mike Evans put up a hundred. I'm sorry, put up 19 fantasy football points from the wide receiver position this last week. And thank God, like I said, it was better him than, have, than having to be Deshaun Jackson. Now let's move on to the guys that we actually have to look up their names any time that we are looking up the production that they do. And that are, and that is the tight ends of the league, right? So, number one, number one, number one, number one. Number one producing tight end last week, Vance McDonald from Pittsburgh Steelers. 17 points from the tight end position. Now, this is one of those things that I kind of get worried about. And it's actually going to be two of them that we kind of get worried about. And they both play out of the Pennsylvania region. And like you said, the first one is going to be Pittsburgh's tight end, Vince McDonald. And that's because you have to remember that Pittsburgh still has a guy on their team by the name of Jesse James. And last time I checked, that Jesse James still at times... Is a very, 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 very big viable options for Ben Roethlisberger and what the Pittsburgh Steelers like to do from an offensive standpoint. So the fact that you have a guy that comes out of nowhere named Vince McDonald that puts up seventeen points and he leads all and he leads the way here, kind. I'm oh, sorry, Vance McDonald, not Vince McDonald. Kind of makes me wonder. Kind of makes me stiff to come, but Vance McDonald more than anything else. Did you see him when in, in that play? Did you see Vance McDonald? with that stiff arm that he put out there, whew, that stiff arm alone against Chris Conte was enough to put him on doo-doo-doo, doo do, doo do. But now we just have to figure out if this is going to be something that's going to be consistent now for Vance, for Vance McDonald. So listen, you know what, if you don't want to pick him up, put him on, at least put him on your watch list because we're hoping that Not only that, he becomes more of a target, but you also have to kind of see what what starts happening there in Pittsburgh, because there is one person that is, there is one, they are short one person that isn't getting the ball anymore, and this may be the person to get the ball in his replacement. It's just that, like I say, once again, it takes away from a guy that they've already established in Jesse James. Next up, we had, for Phyllis, we had, um, next up, and when it comes to tight ends, we had Philadelphia's. Dallas Gobert. And once again, Dallas Gobert puts up thirteen fantasy football points. The reason I'm worried about Dallas, um, about him putting up fantasy but fo- this many fantasy football points is because you still have a guy like Zach Ertz out there. And Zach Ertz is still, the last time I checked, their number one tight end. And as long as he's still their number one tight end, it makes me iffy about anybody that happens to put up numbers. So I mean and listen and this is a lot of numbers too. We're talking about seven receptions for 73 yards and a touchdown. This is the most targets he's had combined all season. He'd even have before this he had one he had one reception. You understand? One reception. Now with this new play with them with these with this new workload that he has now had and with that stiff arm that he put out there, who knows who no, Sorry, that wasn't his stiff arm. I'm over here mixing up players. That was not Goldberg's stiff arm. But two things that matters here. He's a rookie. So he's still getting used to the game. And two, Carson Wentz just came back. And Carson Wentz seems to like him. As Carson Wentz seems to like both of his tight ends. Now you just have to figure, hey... Is it going to be this guy, Dallas Gobert, who seven got seven receptions, 73 yards, and a touchdown? Or is it going to be Zach Ertz, who got five receptions for 73 yards and no touchdowns? Because really, the only thing that separated those two was the touchdown. We get a couple of familiar names now, as we get Travis Kelsey from the Kansas City Chiefs, who put up 11 fantasy points, eight receptions, 114 yards. As I'm telling you, that boy Patrick Mahomes gets that boy everywhere. And then from San Francisco, we had George Kittle put up five receptions, seventy-nine yards. Pretty sure he had a couple. He had a couple of rushing yards as he did a little sweep play in there. No, yeah, he didn't. Didn't do that at all. Not quite sure how his numbers get to, got to what it is. He must have recovered something. And then we take ourselves to the defenses. And then we bring ourselves to the defenses. Basically, the guys that are just basically holding things down and making sure at least trying to make sure that offenses aren't going aren't scoring on them all willy-nilly. Number one defense this past week Buffalo Bills with 16 points. To the quarterback caused a couple of disruptions make things a little uncomfortable I mean that's the only thing you can say right I mean they only I mean one they only had six points scored against them that's that's one thing they had an interception and they had two fumble recoveries that would get you 16 points all day long. The Chicago Bears as we told you has consistently proven to be a great addition as a defense if you have if you got a chance to get them as they put up 15 points and And this 15 points they get three interceptions and one fumble recovery this is the first game that that defense did not score a touchdown yeah the Seattle Seahawks who once again they had a better game they had a better point production game this week with 14 points, but that's mainly because the team that they played against didn't score as many points against them, because this, listen, the Seattle Seahawks has been one of the better ball hawking teams out there, let me, let's not get that twisted, their first game against Denver, they get three interceptions, The second game against Chicago, they get two interceptions, and this game against Dallas, they get two interceptions and one fumble recovery. So Seattle is doing the things, they're doing the necessary things to take the ball away, to get themselves turnovers, and to put up points more than anything else. They get that opportunity. They they get takeaways. Now, in a team like Arizona, they may actually be able to get a couple of these takeaways for points. I'm telling you. I like Seattle's defense for this one week. And listen, after that, you take your you take you pick your poison. You go against the Rams, that's probably gonna be tough. But then you go against Oakland and you have a bye week they go against Detroit, they go against the Chargers. They go the Charles, and they go against the Rams again, they go against Green Bay, but you figure this is the business they're going They go against Carolina, then San Francisco, Minnesota, then San Francisco, Kansas City then Arizona. After this week, I don't see much much need for Seattle's defense until they play Bobby Oakland. And then after that we talk about Marshawn Lynch coming back to Seattle. Expect him to want to have the big game on the floor. Rushing that is. After Seattle, we have the we have the LA Rams. And L.A. Rams has been another one of those teams that I told you has been consistently has been a consistently good team. Ooh, look, look, look actually. And the Pittsburgh Steelers last week put up decent numbers against Tampa Bay, surprisingly. But like I said, they had three interceptions, one fumble recovery, one touchdown, 12 points. Have these been the same exact teams that have been producing all year? No, they're not the tops of the tops. So far, the tops to the tops in defense. Still lies the Bears, followed by the LA Rams. Followed by, surprisingly, the New York Jets. The Jets are going to take on Jacksonville. I'm really worried about them. But listen, let me take on like Indy, man. Actually, I can't see them I'm doing a much. More. It's really tough. It's really tough. But, let's not get sidetracked. We have the Bears are still sitting in the number one defense. We have the LA Rams are sitting with the number two defense. We have, have the New York Jets with the number three defense in the league. And listen, a lot of that still has to do with, with their first game where they put up 25 points where they had five interceptions. But the second game they had, they put up 10 points. And now we're looking at four points over in the third game. I kind of see four or five points down to be their norm. You have the Cleveland Browns who have found a way to make takeaways every single game. They play Oakland, they play Baltimore, they play the Charles, they play Tampa Bay, they play Pittsburgh, they play Tennessee, they play Atlanta, they play might they play Houston. Listen, if, if the Chicago, if the, if the Cleveland Browns continue this way, they may honestly be a defense to look at. And the Miami Dolphins defense comes in at fifth, as they've been another defense that has consistently had two or three takeaways when it will be interceptions or fumble recoveries this whole entire season. There are not too many defenses that are left out there that you're probably thinking that, hey, I wanna get, I wanna get. But that's one of those things that you just have to kinda now just start playing it from a week by week concept. As you have like teams like for instance you have teams like the Titans and the Redskins that are that are like that are five and six or six and seven when it comes to when it comes to their production. But those are not the guys that you may wanna think about having this next week coming up. Like to be one hundred percent honest with you, to be one hundred percent honest with you. Seattle. Seattle may be the team to go out there and get if you're talking about picking up a team on a one-week basis. Their matchup against Arizona may be the most favorable matchup of any decent-looking defense against any anemic-looking offense. Did I tell you that the Pittsburgh Steelers were also up there after the L.A. Rams? We have 12 fantasy football points this last week. Yeah, I told you that. Those your week. That's your week. Don't forget. You have a bye week if you're playing in the fantasy football leagues. Don't forget to take sure you take out all players that belong to Carolina and Washington. That's basically Cam Newton, Adrian Peterson. Oh, sorry. I almost forgot. I said Funches, but don't forget they're running back for Carolina, um, McCaffrey. And for Washington, it's probably going to be probably, if you have them, like I said, AJ, AJ sorry, Alex Smith, you probably have... Adrian Peterson, and maybe even Washington's tight end. Adjust all of them. But that's our time, folks. it has been a great podcast. Glad you guys were listening. I'm glad we, I'm glad we got to do a little bit of interaction as, as, the, as we saw fans leaving their voice and, and making their inputs on mytsports.net. Checking out the new interactive website where we're able to interact directly right here on the website, live on the show. As you all know, you'll be able to catch all of the past shows as soon as they are done, uploaded to the site. But this is the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, Talento Martela, and we are out of here. As one hand wash the other and both wash the faces, we continue on this race to the top. Do not ever forget. Let the optimism of tomorrow be your foundation for today. This is the Mighty Sports Podcast. I have been your host, Talento Taylor, and I am out of here. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down. Lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where are we going for breakfast? Wanna go far? Rough night. Tired, baby. Tired. My team.